0: You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, release date the 1st of August 2021. I can hear seagulls.
1: I've always despised an adoring crowd. Now, don't get me wrong, crowds have their uses. But winning their approval, it's like winning the love of a puppy.
0: Nick and Jamie. I'm Nick. He's Jamie, and welcome to this slightly slimline summer podcast. Well, it's summer in the UK, anyway. It is, yes. Hello! Uh, coming up this week, we'll be diving mm. straight
2: in with the Randomised eyed where we randomly select a random big finish release and randomly give you a random 25% discount on it, and it's all very random.
3: My name's Steed. John Steed.
0: It sounded like you said random-eyed. Is that like... Uh... Formaldehyde. <laughs> yes, it's a it's a chemical, and you never know what it's going to be. Uh, uh, it's brilliant. It's totally clear. random. Uh, following that, we'll be delving behind the scenes with the Warmaster Killing Time, starring Derek Jacobi in another thrilling box set of unbridled evil.
1: Nice. Derek Jacobi playing the master.
2: And to round things off, we'll be giving you a 15-minute drama tease of the first 15 minutes of the Warmaster Killing Time, at the sincerest form of flattery.
0: <laughs> and one way or another, you will obey me. Nice. So, um, listen. Uh, before we started recording this podcast, you told me that you, you might at any moment be invaded by dogs. Luckily, that hasn't happened. <laughs>
1: um, invaded by dogs. Well, we
2: have been, actually, but they, they did it out of recording time. Oh, really? Yeah, very smart. Uh, two little miniature Dachshunds called Sauce and Minnie, who like barking at anyone they see that isn't yes, me. I <laughs>
0: yes, I know. Yes, you've actually had it directly, haven't you? Yes, I've been, uh, I've visited the dogs. Yeah. And I think I saw you as well. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, very much
2: a secondary thing. I was your silver medal. Um, and, uh, and I know we've, we didn't manage it when you came down because of uh, Covid-y things, but Penderin Distillery. We've, oh. we've, we've definitely got to go it's definitely,
0: uh, oh, it's lovely.
2: Anyway, we're allowed to mention alcohol on this? Probably not. No, I'll well, stop talking. we just
0: have. Oh dear. <laughs> I think alcohol has been mentioned on this podcast. Um, can we relay the story of how we
2: met, by the way? Well, because we've never told it before. It's top secret.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is, this will <clears> shock <throat> uh, the world. Probably, uh,
2: it was at Brit Sci-Fi in a, Leicester, a, a convention, a convention in Leicester, uh, yes. in the Midlands of England, and uh, we were both guests, and we met. I'm sure we didn't. We met in the evening at the hotel, where we all sat around a big round table, and the waiter came round, and everyone was ordering drinks, and uh, they were all like, uh, "Yeah, pint of Stella, please, mate." and um yeah a vat of <laughs> meths please it was all very kind of it's serious man drinks and then i don't know who it was i think you maintain it was you i maintain it was me but one of us ah. said uh, i'll have a gnt please and uh then it carried on round, and then the next one of whichever one wasn't the first one out of you and i then also joined in the T crowd and i think everybody sort of gently mocked us for you know, having slightly more effeminate drinks than the rest of the gang. Is that fair? (laughs) Uh, I
0: suppose. So you think it was you who chose the gym?
4: I think it was, but
2: I don't mind who who it was. It was just that they would, you know, they would, 10 12 people and only two people had GNTs and it was you and me so
4: yeah.
2: uh, and at that point you didn't know who I was you're just like who's that bald git over there uh, yeah even
0: though you had been introduced to me but I'd done that social anxiety thing of my brain freezing and I I just didn't remember any name yeah. that was said to me yeah and and the next bit of the story is of course that um uh, your dad Jerry Anderson had uh sadly died how long before then four months before maybe four months so quite recently yeah and and at some point he came up in the general this general conversation around this big round table and i remember now i don't remember what i said about your father but his name came up and i remember i said a few things because i as you know i met him twice yeah and uh me too although i'm counting <laughs> you met your dad <laughs> twice. And you know he's a robust personality and I think I probably said some typically robust things about mm. him not in a horrible way no. but I, I you know probably realistic things and I remember that there was a slight frisson round the table like people reacted strangely yeah and and I but but I just having had a gin and ton of, I just carried on and with the conversation and then it wasn't until that night when I was lying in my hotel bed that I thought what was that funny thing that happened at the table? <laughs> why was everyone a bit weird for a moment? I thought, was he when I mentioned Jerry Anderson? I wonder why that was, and then I thought, that bald guy sitting over the other side of the table and then i had I thought, yeah oh my god It's he jerry anderson's son <laughs> what did i say and i still don't remember I, I think i probably said he was a bit of a miserable old git or something like that
2: <laughs> <laughs> well whatever it was it didn't stick with me no so clearly wasn't yeah. that upsetting
0: but, but they are, yes
2: you were probably going to say the same thing but the next day obviously it was the actual convention it was lots of people coming up all day saying nice things and all that sort of stuff but very kind mm. of you know, oh, your dad did amazing stuff and all that kind of thing, and I really enjoyed the shows. <clears throat> and at some point in a coffee break or, a, a you know, a little side, you you said something like, how are you doing? And I was like, oh, yes, I'm fine, actually. And you said, no, how are you really doing, you know, about your dad and stuff? Are you all right? And you were the only person in that period who, who was as direct in a very nice way. So that was a very a sweet moment which showed a great side of your character. Um, which you've
0: never seen again which you mostly keep concealed <laughs> yes
2: <laughs> but it was it was very nice and that sort of opened things opened things up a bit didn't it and uh yeah and here we are uh 8 years later 8
0: years yeah <gasps> gosh wow yeah i remember that i came and found you 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 were, were cuz i wanted i still didn't know <laughs> Your dad was Jerry Anderson. I thought, I'll go and show and there you were sitting at a desk with loads of Jerry Anderson stuff around. I thought, yeah, yeah, it's he's Jerry Anderson's son, yeah. isn't he? Oh my god, have I disgraced myself. Um, so one of the the first things we ended up uh, having you do for Big Finish was Terrorhawks.
2: Yes. Yes. So Which it, was most um, unexpected.
0: Yes. Stay on this channel. You should always um, expect the unexpected. What if people have never <laughs> heard of TerrorHawks? What can you tell them about it? Well <laughs>
2: What's wrong with you? Uh, uh, Terrorhawks was Dad's return to puppetry in 1983, having done only really live action through the 70s. Um, and it's unusual. It's a bit comic. It's dark, weird, pantomime villains, not the Supermarionation puppets of the 1960s. Um, but it's great fun. It's got a, a silly sort of... Self-aware, knowing edge to it Which makes it a really enjoyable watch If you can get past the first two episodes Which are admittedly a bit dry um, But the further it goes on The funnier it gets, the sillier it gets And we tried to capture all that Fun and silliness stuff in the audio series And we did three of them with you, which is great I was three series, very yeah. grateful we got to do those Because they were, you know, marvellous fun
0: well, Do you have a favourite of those three series?
2: I mean... <clears throat> Uh, the main character in the TV series, Ninestein, was always a bit of a miserable git. Um, and we've mentioned miserable gits quite a lot here. And, I, and, and you know, Dad himself would have said that Ninestein was quite closely based around him. And Ninestein's <laughs> love interest, Mary, was based on my mum, also Mary. Um So there's a, a lot of him in on, on screen in many ways. But uh, yeah. uh, you never felt very sympathetic towards Ninestein. He was always so grumpy, so unfair. That in the audio series we took the opportunity to replace him. That wasn't the new feature because in the original series, Ninestein was one of nine clones, and his clones could be brought up, reprogrammed with the with the latest memories of the the clone in charge, and they would take his place. But yeah. we, first of all, replaced him, then destroyed the cloning machine or the the the, the mind cloning machine, uh, and then replaced him with one of the clones who became a natural leader and was a bit a bit softer and warmer and yeah. doing that in the third series was really satisfying and there's a beautiful bit at the end of the third series where something very dramatic and devastating happens and Crispin Morell, who was dad's composer of choice from 1993 onwards did an amazing piano rendition of the Terrorhawks theme and it is beautiful and a real tearjerker. Oh. So if you haven't tried it, Terror Orcs is not all just, you know, silly pantomime villains and teddy bears that can bend metal with their minds. That is a real <laughs> thing. Um, but there's some real emotion in there. We brought, we brought some emotion to it, and I'm, I'm quite proud of that.
0: Nice. Well, listen, we won't give you a clip of that because we don't want to give that away. But here's a trailer for the third series. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions.
5: Is anyone out there?
0: Terrorhawks, Series 3 box set.
1: Soon we shall make our final strike to destroy the defenseless (laughs) Earth. I saw you die, Zelda. So you lied. I prefer to call it an alternative. (laughs) Ha-ha-ha! <laughs> the best is yet to come, little one! Follow me! Uh, listeners, I've just received news that Buckingham Palace has been invaded by, and I don't believe this, aliens!
3: With the once-reliable Terrorhawks out of the game, there was nothing to stop them. Find a new Stein, or my superiors are gonna pull the plug! It'll be the end of the Terrahawks.
1: It's a numbers game now. Three clones left. Terrahawks, stay on this channel. This is an emergency. The weapon has been delivered. My gun has drooped and I cannot get it up. Tell me something I don't know, lad.
0: Long time no see. They won this time. And I'll get
5: them. Ladies
3: and gentlemen I do believe that the Terrahawks have saved the day The Terrorhawks are back And listen to the crowd roar
0: Big finish We love stories There we are oh, I want
2: to do more Terrorhawks now sadly not allowed okay anyway so we move on you're uh, hoping to embarrass me into a commission <laughs> live on the podcast fingers crossed but it didn't work i'll try again next week uh okay. but i think it is probably time now for the randomoid
0: selectatron here we go it's the avengers the lost episodes volume one there we are. Uh,
2: h- how much involvement does uh, Sam Clemens have in these? Out of interest. I
0: just don't know. Is that a stupid question? No, no, it's not a stupid question. Sa- uh, for those uh, who don't know, Sam Clemens, Samuel Clemens, is the son of Brian Clemens, who latterly, uh, who was very involved with The Avengers uh, as a writer and a producer. Some people like to say that he created The Avengers. I don't think that's technically true, but he kind of more or less did. Um, it's an old uh, ITV series series. Uh, Ran in the 60s. Um, hmm. Yeah. Uh, went through several different sort of incarnations, but yeah. the main character, Steed, John Steed, uh, sort of secret agent, dashing man mm-hmm. of action, had a number of female associates. Um, <laughs> Professional now this aren't was, we? Yeah, indeed. So that's what I meant. Sorry, sorry. Yes, good point. Good point. Well corrected. <laughs> um, and he, uh, and, and then these lost episodes are from the first series. Where he was working with um, Oh a, a, a police surgeon I can't remember his name now I'm going to have to look it up
2: <coughs> Well I've got no clue I just like the theme Of the uh, be The first Avengers series
0: Yeah this is the, John, the one that has The Johnny Dankworth mm. theme Yeah so yes uh dr david keel that's right and then oh. this played by anthony Hound. And of course we have julian wadham playing john steed um yeah just uh fantastic series i was actually in this uh, box set oh, were i you? would have li- yeah i would have liked to have been more involved with the avengers but I, d- I just had too much on my plate so you know uh john Dorney was i think the script editor and david richardson producing ken bentley did a lot of the directing but latterly coming back to your samuel clements thing son of brian clemens uh, sam is now producing the avengers for us he sam wasn't directing for us then so he has become more and more involved yeah and he managed to get linda thorson back in because of family connections i mean she wasn't playing tara king she was playing a a villain we already had uh, recast tara king of course um yeah, so I mean, Sam's so Sam is fully involved with it all now, brilliant. and it's been a real homecoming for him, and he's really loved it. Yeah, and we love him doing it. it. You know, I mean, it's always been brilliant our Avengers releases, and if you haven't dipped into them, I thoroughly recommend you do. it Maybe with this, I mean, it's great that Rand genuinely randomly selected the first one. Dip in, yeah. really. Uh, they're they're just great stories, uh, great fun. The Avengers: The Lost Episodes, Volume One.
3: you just tell me who you are and what you're doing. Who am I? I'm a kind of civil servant. My name's Steed. John Steed. And as to what I'm doing, well, the first thing I'm going to do is trust you. Later, I hope you'll trust me.
1: Bart! Get in here! Boss! Mason's boys are moving in on Sammy Cohen's spieler. Couple of car loads. Murphy's going to need help. Get going. Round up the rest of the boys. Everyone you can find.
3: Then we'll put the first part of the plan into operation as soon as possible. Do you have a surgery tomorrow afternoon? Yes. Right. Your contact will approach you. And when he does, you know what to do. Refuse to give him what he wants. I'm glad to see you enter into the spirit of the thing. Get the doctor a drink. Now, where... go. Usually, I prefer to heal people, not punch them in the face. But in his case, I'll make an exception. Stand back, let me see how he is. Who are we meeting? Not we. You. All right, me.
1: Who am I meeting? Your maker.
5: There. Your hand looks better now, doesn't it? Would you like the doctor to give you a certificate?
3: I'd like the doctor to give me a double scotch.
5: This is a surgery and not an off-licence. Pity. All right. I'll see what I can do.
3: Knock over to Vance Brothers and the rest are easy. They have to follow someone. If there's no one else, they'll have to follow you. Too true. They will. It's time Spicer started earning his keep... It seems you've been barking up the wrong tree, Superintendent. Oh, it's the right tree. And you're right about barking. Next time, Doctor, I'll bite.
0: Big finish. We love stories.
2: And it's really nice. I mean, I'm saying this obviously from a position of um, (laughs) uh, nepotism. And mm, uh, all that yes. sort of stuff, but it is really lovely that through Big Finish, Sam and I yes. get to continue our late father's works in this way. It's lovely, it, isn't it is really, really nice, and it, yeah, it's a great opportunity. So I'm, well, I'm very grateful, and I'm speaking for Sam to so say he's very grateful too. I'm sure
0: he is (laughs) Um, Aren't you Sam? Yes Uh, You know I just think If Big Finish allowed me to uh, uh, Reassociate myself with my late father's work It would just be more like Repairing engines and uh,
2: (laughs) I cannot imagine you doing that You you don't strike me as a mechanical type
0: No, uh, mechanics and woodwork They were my father's strong point And and because he was so good at all that That's why I'm not Mm. Because he did it all for me Anyway, on that strange note I'd just like to say uh, While I'm emailing Jackie at Big Finish To make sure she puts the offer live Jamie will explain how you get your discount Now last week, uh, Jamie amended The the script of how to do this So good luck with that, Jamie,
4: remembering
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well Rather than the usual choose-your-own-adventure style of uh, finding this offer, I'm going to suggest that you go to bigfinish.com and click on the podcast tab. When you've okay. done that, select this week's podcast, click Read More, and in there there'll be a mention of the Randomized Electron. It said the Randomized Electron also features uh, offering you a 25% reduction on the selected release. Just click here. So click there and then put in the code BUCKUP, all capitals, no spaces, B-U-C-K-U-P, and it'll be all yours for 25% off.
0: Fantastic. I <laughs> really recommend it. Uh, and well done there, Jamie, for adapting the script so beautifully.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Probably made no sense at all, and you'll get no sales. Apologies if I caused
0: any confusion by adapting the script there. Just put it into your podcast player and play that explanation in reverse. Uh, thanks, Ran. Nice one. Time now to go behind the scenes with The Warmaster. Killing time.
4: Hello, my name is Scott Hancock. I am the producer and director of The Warmaster, and I'm joined today by the lovely...
5: Alexandria Riley. <laughs>
4: Playing Calantha. Playing Calantha. And also, as if he needs any introduction at this point. Derek Jacobi, playing the master. Derek, welcome back. Mm. Bit of a change for you this time around from all the Daleks and sci-fi madness we had in the last box set.
1: Yes, true. How have you found it? Um,
4: lovely. Um, I, it's, it's funnier than
1: uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm used to, which is great. Um, it's very dark uh, humour, though. It's dark humour. Oh, yes, yes. But it's it's, uh, it, it, it's somehow he's more layered this time.
4: hmm Yes, there's a lot of even in a single scene. We found lots of nuance to yes. the relationships and yes. the, the double speak. I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Not quite saying what he means. Yes, it's that political angle, isn't mm. it? Everything's very public, but oh, hiding yes. everything else under it. And uh, similarly, Alex, for you. Yeah. Obviously, we're used to hearing you in Tortured. Yes. So coming in and playing Calantha is a sort of completely different character in a lot of ways.
5: Absolutely, absolutely, but so fun, like really fun really challenging as well actually mm. but i'm really having a ball playing this character to be fair she's it's just like the cat and mouse kind of vibe between um, her and the ma i'm, sorry, I'm in calantha phase now so <laughs> her and the master Um calantha and the master it's is just so fun to play it's so fun to be so like bold and strong and you know this empress it's just divine yeah i love it
4: well this is the nice thing usually in these box sets the master sweeps in and subjugates yeah. and takes control but here derek you're sort of mm. you found an equal who sort of intrigues you and impresses you but frustrates you as well yes so yes, it, indeed. It, it's a yes. lovely sort of character piece and the sparring quality yes it, it's, a,
1: it's a great match it's a great match yes
4: yes, yeah. yes. a title fight yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but also yeah. the society in this script is so well drawn you know, it feels very Roman Empire. Oh, yeah. There's yes. lots of backstabbing and, you know, poisoning yes, and people do, fighting. Yes, it yes. Are you yes. familiar with the Roman Empire, dairy?
1: Um Fairly, fairly. <laughs> I mean, uh, the the solution to all problems was usually death. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> old old age didn't feature very heavily. No. no. As, mm. as it doesn't in this.
5: No.
4: And uh, the politics as well is so...
5: A bit fitting of the time, isn't it? Well, that's it. I mean, for <laughs>
4: listeners listening to it, we're recording this in December 2019. Yeah. J- just a week away from a, a general w- election over here. So we're sort of... Yeah. It echoes the real world hearing all these...
5: Petrifyingly so, yeah. That's
4: it. Calantha yes. and the Master taking to the stands and declaring their policies. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And,
5: the con- and spouting consp- lies. Yeah, exactly. And the conspiracy behind the scenes and, you know... The need it's for transparency. Right. Yes, mm, this yes. kind of motto with transparency—it's it, it, just—it's quite petrifying, actually. And, <laughs> bit, um,
1: and sort of really an underlying contempt. Yeah. For uh, the people we're speaking
5: to. Absolutely.
4: Yes. Yeah. Um, as you say, it's so—it's so lovely how much is left unsaid. Mm. And, you know, it's—it's it's, it's a typical James Scott script, and it's all about the character, and it's—it's it's very clever, yes. and there's yes. lots going on?
5: Yeah. It makes
1: yeah. it much more satisfying. To, to, to do it and as you, as you read through it to find out the, the layers you know, that, mm. he, that he merely suggests to you
4: mm. yeah Alex as well you were amused by quite a lot of the stage directions oh, the humour doesn't brilliant. just arise from the dialogue yes.
5: <laughs> so brilliant too much too, too much? much here there was another one I caught, but I can't, oh, I can't remember what it was now. But oh, and oh, it's right in front of me. Nighttime, an owl? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I just love all these little yeah. the, just the satire that just continues even in the stage directions is just superb.
0: Next week's podcast is entitled Second Ninth." Oh, yes, I see. because we go behind the scenes with and give you a fifteen-minute drama tease of. The ninth doctor responds to all calls. I've written it with two N's in respond. I don't know why. It's my keyboard keeps sticking. And it stars, of course, Christopher Eccleston. That's just phenomenal that's surprising so, casting for the ninth doctor I know I know, I know think well. why you did that <laughs> I don't know it was just um, it was just inspired yeah
2: <laughs> well on that note of inspiration uh, there's just time to thank you very much for listening don't forget to rate review and subscribe to this lovely podcast uh, thank you for having me once again this week I'm rather sad that next week we'll bring this run to an end but uh, it's been joyous so far uh, Nick and I will be-, we'll be back here next time with Benji returning to his rightful place in front of the microphone on the 15th of August 2021.
0: Uh, time now for The Warmaster Killing Time, the sincerest form of flattery by James Goss.
1: I've always despised an adoring crowd. Now, don't get me wrong, crowds have their uses. But winning their approval, it's like winning the love of a puppy. Hardly a matter of skill. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that you agree, Grossoff. I know things look bad, but they always look bad from a dungeon of gloomy places. But have you wondered why I let myself get captured?
5: Should you be saying that in front of me?
1: You're just a guard, you don't matter. Yes, I let myself get captured, Mr. Crossup, because I wanted to meet you. You're a brilliant leader. But the same crowds who loved you yesterday are getting ready to cheer your death today. And you're wondering where you went wrong. <gasps> yes. Their betrayal is disappointing. But I'm going to show you something much more clever, Mr. Crossup the impossible. You see, I'm the master, and with my words, your voice is going to rule this entire empire. Well? Hmm. What's the matter?
5: They removed his tongue.
1: Oh. So much for Mr. Krossoff. Still, they gave him his tongue
5: back. They often do, at the end. The person who shot him, was that? The blind Empress herself, from her howdah. Oh, I should have liked to meet her. Perhaps you will, briefly.
1: Ah. And I had such hopes for Mr. Krossoff. Together, we should have ruled the stagnant protocol. Really? You wouldn't understand. I see. I've met so many guards. You all bore me. You don't know how the world really works. Watch over the condemned, march up and down some corridors, stand very still at important ceremonies of state. But you miss it all. The fascinating intricacies are wasted on you.
5: They are, sir.
1: It takes one outside the system to marvel at its clockwork and then dismantle it. Uh, when does the uh, shift change? An hour. I was going to kill you, but uh, no, I'll escape when your successor arrives. Someday, perhaps, we'll meet again, and I'll control this place, and you'll be running for your life.
5: I look forward to it, <laughs> sir.
1: And it will amuse me.
5: <sighs>
1: A little. Yes? Good morning, I... Papers. I I beg your pardon? Don't you have a private office we can talk in? No. Papers, ID card, validated sub idon and a commissioner's seal. Do you know who I am? Not until I see some paperwork. I will hand me the forms, I'll fill them in. You can get them at the clerk's office. But... The clerk's
6: office. Very well. Won't be long. Not today. Early closing. Right. And you'll need to get a permit for your papers from the Stationer General before the clerks will issue them. Then you'll need to book another appointment with me.
1: we have burned you out of the sky when we have the chance. I beg your pardon? Yeah, you will. Good day. Yes? Hello again. Paperwork, paperwork. All filled and signed, authorized and sponsored. Mm. Form 317, Royal Court, clock seal. Double stamped. Yes. So, now can we talk? Fill this in. Excuse me?
3: Fill this in, and I can make you an appointment with the Chief Officiencia.
1: You can? How very kind of you. I was beginning to think you didn't want to see me, officiencia. What could make you think that? Oh, nothing. How can we help you? I'm seeking accreditation. Accreditation? I'm a Time Lord from the planet Gallifrey, and I would like to be accredited. We don't have
4: visitors from outside worlds, let alone
2: ambassadors. I know, the
1: Stagnant Protocol is a closed system. But now... There's a small way in. Is there? Yes, I made one. So I could come as a... Well, let's not call it ambassador. As internuncio, an official friend. After all, there is a war. Yes, we know. We were the first victims of your weapons. Ah, uh, now I see what this is all about. Our people's timelines were mutilated by you. We are innocent. On the contrary, I come here to help the stagnant Protocol... Oh, in return for what? Yeah, allow me to be candid. After your empire was ravaged by that terrible weapon, your region of space was time-locked. It was a sensible precaution. You walled us up to die. Get water under the bridge, please. As the war has progressed, your region has become territorially useful as a supply line. The Time Lords can be very generous. Was that a threat? Not at all. I was simply saying that... They can be very generous. I can be very cruel. Now that was a threat. So who are you? I am the master. That's your name? Yes. And one way or another, you will obey me. What kind of diplomat are you? One who gets things done. I'm taking it's a no. Oh, correctly. I'll go over your head. What will remain of your head? For the Empress, impossible. For people like me, officiencia, there are always other ways.
6: For a man to buy me such a fine wine, he must either want my body or my soul.
1: No, on the contrary, I merely wish a favour. A favour? A courtesy, Madame de Shmala.
6: One that would leave your famous morals spotless. Uh, Time lords have heard of my morals. You know who I am? The talk at court is of the time lord who has come to offer the stagnant protocol something. How do you find us? Your society is
1: baroque, moribund,
6: and yet intriguing. We enjoy our intrigues. After all... We live forever. There's plenty of time for scandal.
1: Yeah, and that is what I wanted to talk to you about. Long ago, the Stagnant Protocol was hit with a weapon. One that left you all immortal, but also sterile. And? It is the latter I want to speak to you about. Suppose I could offer you the chance to bear the first child in the Stagnant Protocol for a thousand years?
6: This wine is exquisite. It is. You would offer me a child? And only you. Then I pass. Pass? I am an ambitious woman. I wish to succeed the Empress if I, if I had a child. A sign of your unique power. A weakness. It would be seized by my enemies, held hostage, killed when I did not give in. Because I could not. And no one would forgive me for having... Let alone losing the only child in the Empire. Then I would, after a while, spread the cure more widely. Then what is the value of your offer to me? Lady Dishmala will never be the same as everyone else. I see. Uh, well, I shall leave you to enjoy the wine. It is from my own vineyard. You are kind. I trust I have not offended you. Offended me? One can only be offended by an equal. Another drink, sir?
1: Uh, uh, No, thank you. I'm waiting for someone.
3: Excuse me, sir. Yes? Are you a petitioner? There are seats outside for petitioners. I am not a petitioner. Then perhaps, sir, I could see your invitation. Do
1: you know who I am? No, sir.
5: I... I am... Wait. I recognise him. I'll vouch for him.
1: Very good, ma'am.
5: This way. There are benches by the ballroom you can sit on.
1: What is this preoccupation with seating?
5: And... Wait. Do I know you? There are seats by the ballroom where the nobles rest between dances. If you wish to press suits, that's where you should be. Thank
1: you. You haven't answered my question. Do I know you?
5: You'll remember. Success in this society means never forgetting a face, sir. These are the benches. Uh, Thank you. The Lord Pearlhill normally rests after the quadrille. Uh,
1: Thank you. How did you know? (laughs) Until
5: next time, sir. I've promised the Lady March a dance.
1: And this plan, my lord, would advance your goals in the northern sector. What do you know of my plans, there? It is my job to know. If you're so well informed, tell me. You've located an area of the stagnant protocol where the time lock is porous, and are planning on invading some of the nearby worlds. Those unaffected by, by your affliction... You're hoping on conquering those planets, and, not to put too fine a point on it, expanding the gene pool. You are very well informed. Your problem, of course, is finding troops prepared to fight for you. Being immortal but vulnerable creates an army as brittle as glass. Why
2: risk doing anything? Indeed. Terrorizing the lower classes only gets one so far.
1: Oh, wise you are. I've already had some success opening the time lock. Let me help you. I can also provide mercenaries, on the other side of the barrier, of course. Brutally effective mercenaries, splendid, and the funds to pay for them, naturally. <laughs> a gentleman, uh, and does not—yeah, Do consider it a loan, between friends, friends.
2: I'm afraid such a thing is impossible, sir. But... I thank you for your consideration in thinking of me, but regret I must take another meeting. Waiter, show
1: this man out, sir. Consider my offer. It is a good one. Of course, sir.
5: again. Are you leaving the Earl of Nightfall? Idiot.
1: Uh, Yes. What a
5: coincidence. I'm here for a meeting with the Earl of Nightfall.
1: Esteemed madam.
5: Honoured sir. Good day. Uh, uh, Whilst I would not presume on your friendship, my mistress sends her beneficences. Of course.
1: Good day indeed.
3: They're waiting for you.
1: I thought you said I could address them an hour ago. I'm freezing. They're running behind. What I have to tell them is vital. That meeting contains the cleverest brains in the whole stagnant protocol. You've heard what I have to offer. A revolution in food distribution across the Empire. I understand, but the previous speaker is overrunning. Well, they seem to be going down well. I wonder what they're saying. Excuse me. No, I don't you
6: know, I really. I don't don't think... <laughs> For too
5: long, the Ministry of Food has been assailed by lies about our reserves. Simple lies. Huh. And those lies lead to uncertainty. Panic among the good citizens of the Empire, when really there is nothing to fear. People will have the food they need. Yeah, 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 yeah. The naysayers. they are not part of this Empire. The minister has asked me to set out our new policy, transparency. From now on, any good citizen who asks will be told exactly how much food we have stockpiled. And the answer is plenty.
1: Do you want to go on and talk about food distribution problems? Uh, No,
4: no thank you. What is it that you're saying? For
1: too long, the Empress has ignored her subject. Too right. Ruled for a
4: thousand years. You don't die. You don't age. You just keep working. Aye. Never enough food. Never enough medicine. And when we die, there's no one to replace us. More work for fewer people. Exactly. That's why my people,
1: the Time Lords, upset me. They're concerned about you. Me? Not the IRS. No, no. Represent the real people of the Stagnant Protocol. We want to help you rise up, get what you deserve. How? Yeah. How do you see us doing there? I've heard you're good at two things, Mr. Balmont making noise, smashing things. You got me. All right. Splendid. Let's start now. Ah! Come on, then! Ah! 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 Well, not quite what I meant, but I could work with that.